Hey, it's Matt Stubbs from the Jerry Jonestown podcast, hanging out with my friends in it's the, the Funky Jerry Town. Jonestown Massacre, isn't it? What'd I say? Jerry Jonestown podcast. <laughs> okay, this is Matt Stubbs from the Jerry Jonestown Massacre podcast, hanging out with Zachary from the Funky Town podcast. Right. And we both want to wish you and all your listeners a very merry, merry, merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, love podcast. We love yeah. you. Oh, and happy holidays. Hey, Brian Wilson, Texas Lawhawk. Say Funky Town Podcast. Funky Town Podcast! What? Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Eve's Eve. Merry Christmas, Adam. Ah, he came before Eve. Oh, okay. I thought you were, thought you <laughs> if, were a feminist. If you, if you believe in the Bible. <laughs> so we got the preacher here today. This is already going to start <laughs> off that way. Let's start it off right yeah. here. That's First right. question. A little biblical reference. So yeah, I think it's our fourth year of having having Paul it's here. At least yeah. four now. Uh, and three five. with Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's at least three with you. And yeah, three with me and four with you. Yeah, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at least three in this so studio. Many I can't mm-hmm. remember actually. No, it's my it's my favorite thing. You know, I always look look, look so forward sweet, to this. Jeff. Yeah. Um, no, and it's like uh, 
a lot of times the uh, the whole month I'll go over all these different thoughts in, in my head about like what I want to t- t- talk about. And mm-hmm. half the time I have, to, I have to say, all right, look, this isn't a counseling session. You don't need to talk to him about <laughs> this or this. Or, you know. You're talking to him about Christmas. Right. That's right. <laughs> and and so. the, the new year. But he has a problem with Christmas, so let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. I, no, no, you don't. No, we can no, talk no. about the history no, of Christmas. Don't. Yeah. Um, what I was, uh, I think, so, um, you were the minister at Unity Church of, of F- F- Fort Worth. Yeah, that sounds funny when you say were. was. Yeah, yeah. was. Um, you're still part of the movement. I mean, you're doing the radio show on on you, Unity. I guess Roman. you're a minister. You're always a minister. For life, yeah. Right? yeah, you're just not the pastor. It's a of, lifetime sentence. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm still doing my radio show on Tuesdays. And you do speaking engagements and, uh, and stuff. Do speaking occasionally, and people from the congregation still call me up, you know, for weddings, funerals. Oh, awesome! A few other things, getting together, uh, visitations, mm-hmm. podcast, so, yeah, the podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying my my podcast. I'm I'm also still the um, a board member on the headquarters, Unity World mm-hmm. headquarters. So, but I'm writing more now. That's than, good. Uh, and uh, but it's it's been busy actually. It's amazing, isn't it? You you retire and you're good. just as busy as you were you before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't mm. wait to be that busy. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe not quite as busy, right? Because you can actually wake up in the morning and you, you, your day is yours. You know? Sure. You sure. set your own pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not at the pace of others. That's it's right. Pretty good. So um, one of the things I liked about um, Unity um, in general is a. Uh, it's very American to me because um, I was always under the impression that America was this place where all these different cultures came, you know. And so I grew up and I had tamales on Christmas because we had Mexican friends and stuff and that's what they did. And there's all these different things that we would do and um, just I guess there is this lily white American version, but that's never what I think of when I think of, of America. I think of, you know, all the different, like a Chinatown and, you know, and in all these different places that have all these different cultures. And so, and, but we're all together as Americans. And so that's kind of what unity always was. That's what was attractive to, to me was that it was a similar kind of thing where it brought all the world religions to, to, together, where it was Hinduism or Buddhism or Islam or, um, and they all found the, the common thread and all leads to the same, um, Think so. With those two thoughts in mind, um, when I was looking over the history of Christmas, it seems like that the American Christmas in, in, in particular is very unity because it does borrow from a lot of different. Well, you know, there's there's traditions. been a sort of a pushback against diversity, hasn't there, in the last few years? You know, in terms of popularism and getting back to roots, you know, to to the way it was when it was squeaky clean, all white, or whatever it was. But it was never really like that. Anyway. It never was like that. Um, yeah. But and so there's there's an unfortunate um, movement back in that direction. I don't think it's going to last because the essence of America is like what you said. It's 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 diversity, and actually the essence of Europe is the same now. You know, the diversity in Europe is amazing. And probably the, the worldwide, really. Um, you know, we're all blending. We're all coming together, hopefully, as one, you know. And uh, they tell us that there's less wars now than there were in the past. You know? Sure. And yet, because media is so insistent, you know, you think there's more wars. But uh, I think things are better. But we don't always get that news. Um, and... Uh, 
you know, it's it's the way to go. We need it so badly. We you know we don't want to go back to those old times. I think because there was so much hypocrisy involved in it, and uh, one race or one group of people were better than another, etc. You know, that's that's not the way forward. We can't go forward like that. I do want to say something though about tamales, mm-hmm. and that is uh, <laughs> that uh, one of my friends in California has a blog, and he put up a blog. He says tamales, they are so good. Why don't we eat them all the time? They're the perfect food. And I and I wrote on the blog, lard. And he yeah. said, yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they do I mean they come in their own wrapper and everything. Yeah. 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 They're the perfect food. You know? Have you, have you guys like ever pizza. made tamales? You remember? No, yes. I had to wrap it off. It's so oh, intensive. So labor intensive. Yeah, so <laughs> intensive. I've heard it's really hard. Yeah, we've yeah. been to uh, tamale-making parties. Yeah. Yeah. We're a diverse family, so we mm-hmm. have a, a Hispanic in our family, and that portion of it we've been down with the people making tamales and it was a lot of fun oh, it was incredible. all the family sitting around doing it and having mm-hmm. a, a blast and i mean talking that just the the plastic tape to the floor with the newspaper over yeah. it so that it just they just folded up yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. off with it when they make yeah. the masa you know with yeah. the, with the lard yeah. and, mm-hmm. the, and the grit and the, i want to go back to that, that comment incredible. though that you were saying about going back to and going back to that we think we're mm-hmm. going back to something right. the fact is is that it was never really true in the first, in place. The first place and so i I think that people uh, uh, fighting for their stance of going back to, or we're, we're losing our uh, we're, we're losing our roots, or something like that. Well, it was never really true in the first place. And I think if we examine uh, that that uh, thought from where we are right now, that mm-hmm. um, when there was this lily white christmas as you put it was that who was that for and what exactly was that and uh what did it mean to this to the to the world because the world was just as diverse then as it was now mm-hmm. we might not have known it in our heads but it was still just as diverse then as it is now we all lived on this planet uh you know 20 years ago 30 years ago or whatever reference you're talking about to back then well you know when you when you're young and even as you get older you always think your generation was the coolest generation right the before before you they were totally they didn't understand anything you know mm. you were the first generation to make the breakthrough and understand things clearly and well of course that, sure that was a, that was a 90s guy so that, that was yeah. the coolest <laughs> generation Do you feel that way well, what generation is that though? all <laughs> generations feel that i think um, but now as I study, you know, people from the, the 20s or back in the 19th century and and watch newsreels from that era, those people were cool, you know. And it's it's like, wait a minute, I didn't realize they were. It's like when you're a teenager, you can't understand, you know, how how your parents could know anything at all. They're, mm-hmm. they're ignorant. And then when you become 21, 22, you, mm, they, they've, they've learned a lot in a few years. My right, parents. right. Um, so it's the same idea. So it, it's it's salutary to, to look at history and and note it and, and see how fascinating everybody was back in the day as well, you know. And it's humbling, so you can let go of feeling you're special, you know. And I think that's so crucial. We have to get over this idea that somehow... We're special for one reason or another. Uh, we're the called out ones, you know. And, of course, church itself, you know, the ecclesia means the called out ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a good sense, it means called to something higher. In a bad sense, it means I'm special, you right. know, different from you. And I'm right and you're wrong. And uh, that, that old paradigm, I believe, has to go because we're all right. You know, we all have the spirit within us. We all have a spark of understanding. 
and so, and so we need to trust that. You know, that's more important than any theology system, party <laughs> politics, whatever it might be. You know, and it's really hard though because we we are so imbued with this idea of living in a dualistic system of them and us, and uh, that's why we call our movement unity because mm -hmm. it's beyond them and us. It's not an either-or, it's a both-and. Right. We've talked about this before, because it, it's such an important theme, you know, in, in not just in unity, but in the world right now. Well, I think, you know, if you're feeling challenged by uh, maybe a different group or, or a different way of thinking, um, I think it's important that we stop and think for ourselves, why are we feeling challenged? What is, what mm -hmm. is it about uh, me that makes me feel um, tense about the situation or different about the situation? And find out what, you might find the things that are really, really important to you, which is fine, which is lovely to embrace those, those things, but it it's owning it then instead of putting it out on somebody else and dehumanizing somebody else it just so that you can feel better about your own self mm -hmm. right well what i found interesting like looking back over the um hi history it was like i knew that um a lot of the the celebrations that we do now or the traditions that we have now are rooted in paganism um so i was like so what what was going on before the birth of Christ, and it was just winter solstice is what they were, you know, and it was different groups had different ways of celebrating it, but it was usually a big feast, and um, one of them, they would burn a log, mm -hmm. and it would usually last like 12 days, which is where we got the Yule log, and and so I thought all this stuff is, is interesting, and being a fundamental Christian gr gr growing up, paganism was Satanism. It was one of the same. Right, I mean, exactly. I thought I, I thought pagans were Satan worshippers. I didn't know what paganism was. Um but looking now, the, all the lights and the trees and all these different things came from that. And if we otherized them and had nothing to do with them, all that stuff would have got lost, you know? And we wouldn't have Christmas trees and lights. And that's all – I know it's not part of the Jesus story, but it's still part of the Christmas story And because we've put it all t t t you know, together. So that's, what, that's what's exciting is knowing that there are all these others, I guess, or whatever. Um, but they all make up the whole. Mm -hmm. in that in, in that we have you this know human beings have been on this planet for about a million years right and have have had some form of cognizance uh, of their being for at least 200,000 right and and uh, for the last 50,000 they've been fairly articulate you know they, they they didn't have a language yet but they um they interacted with each other um, and then 20 to 10,000 years ago, you know, they, they were getting it together more, um, had tools. And then, you know, 5,000 years, we began to have agriculture and the city-state and whatnot. All that time, there was no modern religion. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there may have been early forms of religion, which we now call paganism. But, but so, therefore, for the, the vast majority of our human history... It, it it was without these religions that we feel are so important. These these are latecomers. These are relatively know, new, huh? Relatively mm -hmm. new, and um, and so to throw out the baby with the bathwater and say all that history, you know, all that maturation of the human species is somehow wrong. You know that that makes no sense to me, and I think we know this is not true because, like you say, we have this sort of atavistic memory of of the light in the darkness. You know, of the warmth in the cold you know like you say the yule log the mm -hmm. lighting the the candles lighting up the trees we, we we resonate with that you know we resonate with the 
with, with the eternal verities. We, we still love the moon. We've had a wonderful moon the last yeah, yeah. couple of days. You know, there's a magic to it, isn't there? Um, the idea of the solstice, you know, the, the the rhythm of the earth, the rhythm of the solar system, the rhythm of the, the whole um, universe, you know, is in our in our blood. You know, we, we, we are connected, deeply connected to that. So to, to say it's pagan and, and to otherwise, it is it's so sad because it's here, it's in, it's in us right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your body is pagan, actually, <laughs> you know, in that sense. You know, your body is, is um, attuned to the rhythm of the universe. And if that's paganism, well, then that's that's what it is but but it's that doesn't mean it's wrong it means it's it's right you know see, that's it's part what, yes. of the rightness of mm-hmm. who yeah. you are yeah. yeah see i think that pro- i would uh i remember once at church learning that um i think you had said something about um and i could i could get this wrong but you probably remember but i think you said that there was an an egyptian god that was um named amen or amen and so we end our prayers with amen actually goes back to as far back as worshiping that god Right. Am, am I right there? Did you say something? Possibly, about that? I don't know. I'm okay, a guest speaker. <laughs> but yeah, um, maybe. But I was talking. <laughs> but it makes sense. But I, I was, but it does make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was talking to a friend. Less than thirty years, I've said a whole lot. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but I was talking to. Back check. Yeah. yeah I don't think I said that. Oh, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> we have CDs of your of your messages. Everything is on file. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, uh, I was talking to. Well, we like to say a women now. Right. <laughs> um, I was talking a to people. a fundamental preacher about it and he was so offended that i would even have this talk you know and it's like that's not right it's a lie whatever 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 right. i was like oh i was like mm-hmm. man because to, to, to me it, that almost proves it more than it does disprove it that mm-hmm. kind of stuff i like the the connections i mean was isn't there in 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 the history of man more than one uh virgin birth story absolutely and you know like you said you referenced the egyptian and there's a lot of egyptian stories that almost completely mirror the the jesus story mm-hmm. you know, right from the virgin birth to the re- to, to the, crucif- the re- or, or, crucifixion or the, yeah. and then the resurrection mm-hmm. um the sacrifice um you, you find the same thing in in hinduism um mesopotamian ideas um ancient vegetation cults you know um, Celtic understanding, they, you see the same patterns because it's universal. It's right. Like Joseph Campbell said, you know, um, there, there is only one myth, you know, but there's a, a million interpretations of that one core myth. And that's what makes religion and mythology fascinating because it's so many different, as many people as there are on the planet, there's that many religions, right? Sure. Because mm-hmm. each of us come to it uniquely. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still only one truth, you know, which is that we are es- essentially beings of love and wisdom and attempting to live that more fully. I mean, that to me is the core of all religions. All right, so I have a, um, a Santa Claus question to kind of take a left turn. Um, how did you do it whenever you had, whenever your daughter was small you know did Santa Claus because I feel so weird about it um and even like now you know we're listening to um the song about Santa Claus knows when you're sleeping and you're awake and if you're bad or good and all this like that and I was all like so does he see me at school and does he see me and, I, and I'm like well that's what the song says Instead of, you know I'm like I can't say yeah you know but you know Diana's like oh yeah and he's like well does he see this and and he gives her a big hug and she's like oh yeah he sees all the hugs he knows that you love to give hugs and you know and, <laughs> and I'm just like ah, I just don't it's, it's almost creepy to think Santa Claus is watching you all the time and then you get into the uh, uh, the whole God thing because that's awesome how do you the, think the, about the God that, yeah you it's know I mean, God's idea. watching all the time he knows sure. if you've been good or bad and you know 
I guess that's the way human beings approach things. They always need to have somebody larger than themselves. And, and in a very simplistic way, you want somebody watching out after you. But mm-hmm. if somebody's watching out after you, then he's also watching the stuff you shouldn't be doing. You know, So you've so you got that moralism coming in there. But I think we, we all want something larger than ourselves, something greater than our limited frame of reference, right? So we put it out on God, but it's, it's actually within us, isn't it? It's that mm-hmm. greater sense of self within us. I think Santa's in depression now, though. He's getting counseling for depression because Amazon has taken over his business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're getting presents re- faster than he can make it. You know? yeah. He doesn't understand how they don't have to go down the chimney either. But going back to a point you referenced, Jeff, about it, you might feel funny telling your kids, well, yeah, you know, the song says it. So, you know, are you, is it almost like, are you lying about it? Are you really telling, you know, should you be a little more honest about that? You know, I think that comes from uh, us working through our, our ego and our mental capacity. And what Santa is to me and what I taught my child growing up, is that it's the uh, you know it's the the spirit of Christmas mm-hmm. that it's spirit that's that's uh, the all giving spirit and so when to understand something like spirit then you're talking about working from your core working from your soul and that that speaks a different language than what our mental uh, verbal words speak so. Um, it's like God. It's like, you know, you can have the man on the cloud with his finger pointing mm-hmm. down, um, which every once in a while I, I see that image in my, in my head. I mean, like Paul said, we want something bigger than life with us, about us. But, but at the same point in time, to understand God and to understand that, that, uh, that bigger than, than us, then you have to work from the spiritual side of yourself instead of the mental side of yourself right. and your kids know that they have an easier time i think going back and forth than what we do mm-hmm. as adults we feel stupid because we can't see it oh uh, yeah well it's a good point that wendy makes you know the idea that santa knows right so mm-hmm. it's that knowing aspect you know and we say no when you've been good and bad well leave that moralism out just the idea of knowing there is that within us in that intuitive awareness that spirit that knows, right? And so we are called upon to trust that, you know, rather than trying to intellectually work everything out. Eric Butterworth, who was a great unity minister, and he wrote many great books, um, once said, instead of asking yourself constantly, why is this happening to me? You know, just just leave the last two words off. Mm-hmm. Don't personalize it. Why is this happening? And, and ask that knowing presence within you to bring you the answers. So often we can't see the answers because we're too stuck on what's happening to me you mm-hmm. know, and personalizing it and, and living in ego rather than expanding into the knowing part of ourselves. And when you, when you allow yourself just to ask the question, why is this happening? Without getting attached to it, for good or bad, then you get in- information and understand that you could never possibly have dreamt of when you're into the why is this happening to me, you know? Because when it's why is this happening to me, um, we're poor little people, right, that don't have power. When you say to yourself, why is this happening? Let me ask the wisdom within me to, to bring this understanding to me. That Then you are empowered, right? And, and true religion, true spirituality always empowers. Never wants to take anything away. Right. It wants to empower us to be more, to be the greater beings of possibility that we already are in truth, right? And to bring that forward. And Santa for me represents that joyful 
you know, exuberant quality of, of knowing and giving the spirit of generosity. That's what I told um, my daughter. It was the spirit of generosity, spirit of love. You know? Well, he's, I mean, he believes, I mean, he's five you know, so I mean, he's into the jolly fat man and, and the reindeer and all that stuff. And I love the magic. It's like, I wish I could believe that fully the way he, that he believes it. And I don't want to take that away. But I know one day he's going to be looking at me cross-eyed going, man, what did <laughs> wait you a tell second. Me? How, how does, because he's pretty smart and he starts to, eventually he'll start to ask questions. Zoe was, wasn't that way. She wanted to believe for a long time to where she just worked it out in her head, no matter what the contradictions were. You know, um, and then she, but she figured out that it is. It's the Christmas. There was the was it, dear Virginia? Is that the letter that was written in the newspaper mm-hmm. where the girl wrote and asked if there was a, a, a Santa Claus? And the editor wrote this long letter back about kind of what you just said that Santa Claus is a you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kind of figured out, you know, without us ever saying anything. Of course, we never had Santa Claus in Britain. You know, we we have Father Christmas, and he's thin. He's thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, a very different image. Of what it's the same image, really. It's the same meaning, but right. it's a different image, and uh, but it's it's slightly different when you think of it as Father Christmas rather than Santa Claus. As the Father image is the idea of this overarching protector and provider, you know, rather than who is this Santa Claus, the Saint Nick, you know, where, mm-hmm. where did he come from? So it's 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 closer to the original meaning of the season, I think, of that presence of spirit. You know, it's, it's it may be more pagan. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things that I learned was, uh, I think it was in Germany they um, celebrated is it, is it Ogden? Is that, was it, is that with the god? Odin? Odin. Odin, yeah. Odin. But um, he would fly over at night and and look and see who's good and bad, and, and people would either perish or um, pr- pr- prosper. So a lot of people didn't even go outside during the winter because they were scared that Odin would fly over. And, right. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it was like, huh, that's interesting. And um, But a lot of it was during the christmas time like i mean actually after it was christmas but it was in the in during um it was the same time as all the pagan stuff was but now it's it's christmas whatever um at at, at first it was the wealthy would make amends to the poor you know like give them stuff or whatever and at at some points the poor people would go to the wealthy people's house and demand Mm -hmm. their best food and drink if they didn't get it then they would cause mischief around their house or whatever. And so, you know, so it was like the one time of the year, because the, the poverty was so, the thing was so big apart. But, yeah, that, that was the one year where, like, the wealthy people would give. Well, that's one people. of the ways we don't want to go back to. Right? No, right, yeah. exactly. That's We're grateful to be now right. rather than in that system of hierarchical structures. And unfortunately, that's getting more prevalent in our society again. You know, the the haves and the have-nots, the, the imbalance, the inequity between those that have huge amounts of money and those that don't. Right. Um, but, yeah, but the whole of the society was based on hierarchical structures until very recently and still is to a degree. Sure. And that's true in England. I mean, the class, one of the reasons I moved from Britain to America was to escape the class system. Class is, yes. You find it here, too, but not to the extent. And the class system is still very prevalent in in Britain. Well, know? that's one of the very first Christmas, the way that the modern... Christmas story is nowadays was comes from a, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, you know? that's true. You yeah. know, that was one of the earliest ones. I think it was like in the eighteen hundreds, like the eighteen seventies. Well, or the 80s Christmas or tree is a you know a German idea, like you said. But mm-hmm. I think it was 
Prince Albert came from Germany to marry Queen Victoria, and he was lonely, and he, he wanted to have remembrances of his country, and mm. one of them was the, the tree. Christmas tree, so it became... Um, you know, pop popular in in Britain at that time, and I think popular. I thought you make a tree joke. <laughs> yeah, popular. <laughs> you know, as long as you spruced it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you would make that kind of joke. Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that stuff is really. You need a rim shot or something. <laughs> yeah. But you know, getting down to the down and dirty about this and. Um, about what we believe about Christmas and what we believe about Jesus's birth. I think the harder question that my daughter asked me, she happens to be in Germany right now, so I can talk about her, um, is that she said, Mom, <coughs> you don't really expect me to believe that Mary was a virgin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, <laughs> that's, that's up to you whether you believe that. But I think we could talk someone that... Do you have to believe all of that, or can you believe the symbolism or the metaphysical meaning of of the birth and uh, what that means to us personally versus a story that somebody had to make up to make it real or to make it special or to mm-hmm. make it whatever it is? I mean, Christmas isn't even on Jesus' birthday, you know, supposedly. So right. Anyways, that, that to me I think was a harder question than um, – um, then you know who's Santa Claus, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, because because I, I just <coughs> growing up as a fundamental you know church or whatever, anything sexy or se- sex or whatever was off the table. Yeah. So it was just like Virgin Mary. It was part of the name. It wasn't yeah. even really didn't really ask right, a lot of questions. It wasn't really t- yeah. t- talked about mm-hmm. it. Um, but and, and I've often wondered since then and it's like I don't know it's like I personally don't care but I could see why somebody would care because the Catholic Church is Mother Mary she's not Mother Mary if she's not yeah it comes from the purest is is what I mean you know it's 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 from that purest uh, point when we opened up and you we were talking about Adam and Eve and do you believe (laughs) in that you know I mean it goes right back to that the The, purest and the the coming from the one though but it's still it's that that union and coming from the you know from the one from the highest of good and and coming down through us, being birthed through us. If you look at nature, there's a lot of virgin birth in nature, especially in insects, you know, that they carry both sexes in their bodies and, and they can bring forth eggs and children with, without sexual intercourse. So it's not that God can't do these things, you know, God does it in all the time. But then when you start thinking, well, in, in human beings, is this, you know, the way it... And, and part of the understanding is is to say, you know, God did a remarkable thing outside the norm, right? Um, which I can accept. But then there's also, like what he's saying, deeper metaphysical meaning, which it's references the purity of that consciousness as it gave birth to the Christ, you know? And then if we want to birth this idea of love in our hearts, we, we have to enter that place of innocence that, and openness and childlikeness, which is the virgin consciousness. And... And, um, you know, you can be, I mean, there's a John Lennon song that says, I'm in love for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the, even though he was in love many times before and had sex many times before this time, because he found a n- new innocence with that new relationship, it was like doing it for the first time. So I think it's the same way, you know, when you find that innocent heart, then you're a virgin again, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be literal, does it? I mean, it, it, literal is only one level of meaning on this planet you know and it's it's um 
It's all an illusion anyway. Yeah, it's all an illusion anyway. <laughs> but it can become a real stumbling block if you if you insist on, you know, taking it literally, you know. Plus, I like to think, because um, we're all flawed, you know, we're mm-hmm. all... Com- and so I like the idea almost just as much that, let's say, that the Son of God, the Messiah, that God allowed His one and only Son to be born to a girl who got knocked up by her boyfriend. You know, in a time when that wasn't supposed, you know, did not happen, and in and ended up being, you know, born in a manger around cows and pigs, and it's just very. This mm-hmm. wasn't a king's birth by right, any stretch right. of the imagination. You know, I mean, this is a human birth. You know, it, for just a regular old any nobody's baby. You know, I mean, couldn't even get a regular room, and uh, and then and to be raised in that poverty. You know, and to never really own anything. I mean, he lived his whole whole life he didn't have a house and family and kids and stuff he just constantly just ministered just kept going you know you know if he was born to just a, some random girl you know who got knocked up by her boyfriend that's kind of amazing too that god allowed that to happen and it wasn't in it was it isn't like the sid hartha story where you know it's a palace and you never see you know mm-hmm. the prince or whatever when it means all things are possible right you know yeah. and, but there's a screenplay there i think you should write that. you think so yeah, I think that, that might be a good Good movie, actually. And in that movie, could he be an actual carpenter? Like, what did he carpent? Like, why do they say Jesus was a carpenter? Uh-huh, exactly. Uh, did he build a bench? A Probably. Box? Mm-hmm. Probably well, did. That's, I mean, that's the understanding, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not documented anywhere. Because <laughs> we all know what carpentry is. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was just wondering. I mean, they never talked about what kind of fish they caught whenever he was talking to the fishermen, but we know. Or how they fished. Yeah, know. but you hear the story of them fishing. Yeah, you don't ever hear stories about him building anything. Well, you don't hear stories about him going to the bathroom either. <laughs> He's building relationships. It's his miracle story. It's way more important. Do you want to hear about a house or a guy being healed of leprosy, or being raised from from the dead? That's way more interesting. Uh, uh, Turning yeah. water into wine. That's Who true. wants to hear about building up a, a, a dang good story? I like it. Yeah. Well, go you you know, to me, the, what's attractive about him being a carpenter. Actually, the Greek says tecton, I think, which some people think it was a stonemason as well as a carpenter. It wasn't just wood. It was mm-hmm. also um, stone. But but it's the idea of working with your hands, visceral, down to earth. You know, the thing about Jesus, he wasn't milk toast, was he? He wasn't. Mm-mm. We try to make him that way, you know, the blonde Jesus, you know, milk and, meek and mild and all that. But but he was a real man. That's That's the basic understanding for me, you know, doing ordinary everyday things like, um, a blue collar worker in a sure. way, you know, um, and that's refreshing because it's it's not just about the intellectual nuances of things. It's about how does it feel deep within me in the real world, you know, of calloused hands and um, on a sweat, you know. So that that's that's part of the attractiveness of Jesus for me, and that that part of Jesus being usurped in a way, you know, and turned him into this theological. Sweetheart. Well, know. the American Jesus is a weird Jesus mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Did you see the uh, comic that had the blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus um, sitting there thinking, nobody understands me. They always want me to look like this. And he's talking to this thin Buddha. And Buddha oh, said, well, yeah. they always think I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty good. It is funny because I wondered that too about Buddha. Because I mean, didn't he like always? He, he was always fasting. <laughs> he was. Yeah. A, I don't think he was fat. He wasn't fat. <laughs> no. But so. there's all kinds of Buddhas too, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the Buddha is us. It's um, true. 
Yeah, one of the more interesting um, Simpsons that I'd seen, and Joe maybe remember this, was whenever Lisa became a Buddhist. Oh, yes. And she was having a problem with them celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. Remember? And I think at, at the end of it, she had learned that Buddhists don't care what you do. You do you. Mm-hmm. And you can celebrate Christmas with them. That doesn't make you a bad Buddhist. Mm-hmm. If anything, that makes you a good Buddhist because you're accepting other people's, right, exactly. you know. So, I don't know. I was always raised to know that anything other than what we were taught was wrong, you know, and stuff. But, man, the more I learn about Buddhism and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the more attractive it is. Because it well, seems like it's, you know. You know, that that can be a strength, but it also a great weakness, can't it? You know, there's, it's great to be a close family, right? Mm-hmm. And and you rely on each other. But if you think you're, you know, the only family out there and the, the best family, then... What a what a sad thing! And then the next one after that is the tribe. You know, sure. it's it's good to be part of the tribe. But but then if you think your tribe is the only right and wonderful tribe, um, you know, you have to extend beyond it. I, I mean, I like being Welsh. You know, I was grow, grow, grew up in Wales. I, I identify with the Celts and the Welshness of everything in my background. But but on the other hand, that's not the be all and end all. I can come to Texas and enjoy what it means to be Texan. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just as much. So. It's a both-and world. My family isn't the only family, whatever. And, and um, I think that's, that's the joy of things, is to explore other cultures, traditions, ways of doing things, and find validity. And actually, what you find after a while is that they're actually the same. Yeah, you know? the commonality. Yeah. The commonality is, is, is right there. So, and then you can hold on to your Welshness or whatever and, and have that. But it's not exclusive, you know. It's not. It's not the be all and end all. Um, I like sport in that way because you know, sport allows you to follow a team, right, and and be proud of that team. But you're not like nuts about it. Well, unless you yeah, there's some are man, some hooligan or something. <laughs> but you're not. You know, it's like you can put it down. You know, hopefully. Um, but but it's a way of having that tribal sense in our modern world. You know, is and you know, liking bands as well. Certain sure. bands we might follow. It's the same idea, and you know, it's a, a tribal thing, you know. Yeah, we're and always like Dallas bands, <laughs> Dallas bands, <laughs> yeah, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas bands, man. Jeez, Dallas bands are good too. Yeah, I know, that's right. Yeah, just not over here. Mm-hmm. No, it is funny because you're just like you know, Fort Worth rules. You know, every, everybody else is lame, but then when you go to the out picture, you're like, okay, it's fine. Texas rules. You know, everybody yes. else is lame. Okay, let's go out a little further. Okay, yeah. America rules. Everybody else is, you know, yeah, it just keeps, exactly. you know, but we can keep going out to the world rules. Yeah, keep, yeah. keep going out. Yep. And so, keep uh, looking around. So our next Christmas song, did we, did we even talk about the first Christmas song? It was Tame, Tame and Quiet. Christmas time is here. I don't know. That That's was 35 good. minutes ago. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last week, so we played it this week. Um, this one, I think we talked about last week too, and it's The Kush. Mm-hmm. You like The Kush. Mm-hmm. And they did, they did this like six years ago. This is a really good song, though. It's called The Last Carol. Yes. And it's an original. Yep. And it's available on like, Bandcamp Band Camp for, free. for free. Yeah. And they say, to sh- to and share it. they say hallelujah in it a lot. So mm-hmm. it's a good uh, preacher sh- song. <laughs> Having <laughs> a preacher on the show song. <laughs> so here it is, the Kush.
This is Richard from Henry the Archer wishing you and your loved ones a happy holiday season and a Merry Christmas. All right, well, you're back. Probably should have played that last week. We played the actual Henry the Archer song, but I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. on this week. I didn't, every year I go through and I get different people in different bands, me, Zach, and everybody will get people to say, you know, little Christmas papers. We didn't, we didn't do that this year. Mm-mm. So we're playing old ones. But we need to get on that next year. Okay. I, I didn't think about it until like last week. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so that was the Kush, the last carol. It really is a good song. It was shoegazy and kind of slow. And, um, all right, so I have, I wrote down some questions. I was going to ask you guys. And um, they're all put on Christmas. You can put on your readers. No, I can see this. I wrote it down. Oh. It's in ready. <laughs> um, do y'all wrap stock uh, the presents that you put in the stocking? You know how you have your stocking and you have presents inside mm-hmm. the stocking? Yes. No, I do yes, not. Yes, I do. I do not. Sometimes. Sometimes. Do you remember, Paul? What? If you wrap presents <laughs> in the stocking, or Does when you Paul get your do presents? any of that, if oh, that's yeah, what you that's need right. to well, <laughs> When you get a stocking, no, are your presents never wrap anything that goes in the stocking? Very bad luck. Is it bad luck? Yeah, it's like wrapping no. a walnut. You know, you always put a walnut in there, but you never wrap the walnut. No. See, if you can only remember one thing tonight, don't wrap the walnut. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, He's writing that. He's down. writing it down. Yeah. Don't wrap remember. the walnut, man. See, well, the traditional food item that we have in our stockings is an orange uh, not well, a walnut we have orange, orange well, we almost have a nut as well we always have a walnut. nut of some you sort do? too yeah huh interesting Ma- yeah. i mean we always got nuts in our stocking but i don't think you it was think ever they were traditional no well, but they are the orange i knew was traditional i don't think we get fruit or nuts in our stockings uh, yeah. start a new tradition this year okay um how about the presents that go um oh that are from santa does Santa's presents come wrapped? Yes. And, and yes. what paper? Yes. Is it different San- paper? Different is it Santa, Santa paper? Yeah, it's got to have some paper, right? Santa paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. See, my parents never did that. No, that's the way the wife is, and that's how we have to do it at our house. You know, uh-huh. everything is wrapped, but Santa's got his own wrapping paper, so yeah. they know which presents are from Santa. Uh-huh. But yeah, ours are always, we put the the trees, that, um, our presents out went under the tree. Every time the new present was wrapped, it went underneath the tree and mm-hmm. just kept getting. And then Christmas morning, you'd walk out there and there'd be a bunch of presents that weren't wrapped that were obviously from Santa. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. But yeah, that makes sense. I think at our house, now what we do is there's no presents under the tree. And then Christmas morning, they're all there. They're all there. Yeah. And yeah. They're wrapped differently. I think growing up, uh, my daughter growing up and being a, um, a single mother and running my own business. Uh, they were put out on Christmas Eve because that was the la- that was last the, that was the best I could do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and which was always exciting, you know, mm-hmm. to wake up the next day and have this, you know, yeah. uh, feast to look at or, That's or play with or yeah. or enjoy. Yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. in our house, the Santa only filled the stockings. That all the gifts were from uh, mom right, and dad. Okay. Oh, so Santa didn't bring like a big gift. Mm-hmm. Like usually, like the biggest gift is from Santa. Oh no, mm-hmm. the biggest yeah. gift is always from mom and dad. They wouldn't yeah. make damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That too. yeah. They were always like, and which, which which funny because my kids always like, I want to get you know a PlayStation One or like yeah we're not getting one of those this year. <laughs> I'm asking Santa Claus. Santa Claus isn't getting that. Free, you know? <laughs> Santa Claus don't do PlayStation One. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Do you have a favorite non-religious Christmas song? 
Do they know it's Christmas time? I think they know. That what's that that one? Oh, what's that, what's that song called? Do they know it's Christmas time? It's, Free the world. Yeah, it's feed, got, feed, it's got feed oh, the world. Yeah. yeah. Do they yeah. know yeah. it's Christmas yeah. time? I do, really? That's your favorite. I do though. I got none. Yeah. Yeah. But I know. Yeah, that one as well. Yeah. But mine is uh, it's called A Long December. It's by uh, Counting Crows. Okay. Because oh, yeah. um, when we st- when Wendy and I first started dating, um, it was not long after I, I lost my 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 wife, my first wife, and uh, to breast cancer, and I'd been in another relationship that hadn't worked out. You know, sort of rebound thing, and it was a tough year. And uh, Long December says, you know, the, the next year is going to be better than the last. You know. And uh, we uh, we were playing Counting Crows a lot in the in the house at that time. I think it was. Yeah, my niece um, had brought me a uh, made me a CD. A CD of yeah different of stuff. Crows and, and, cool. and and yeah, but that December it was the song is I still still think of that song now and think of that time. You know, and the excitement of getting together with the new person and and the hope for the future and yeah. whatnot. So so that's that's one that, that resonates with me. So Christmas Eve was a special time for Paul and I, sort of. It um, was maybe the start of our our relationship oh. time right there. We we had been together one time before that, and then the person that, uh, Kathleen, that uh, had like hooked us up, um, she, uh, right before the the start of the Christmas Eve service when the whole sanctuary was filled and I was actually sitting up on the balcony looking down on this and Paul walks down and says something to Kathleen and she invites him over for for New Year's and he says oh I'll be coming back from Boston I'm probably not and she goes well Wendy's going to be there and so he walks and I back said, up okay, I'm coming. <laughs> well you walked all the way back up to your chair and sat down thought about it then got up and yeah. walked all the way back, true, down, back down <laughs> and told Kathleen I'll be there just before the service starts yeah. oh, funny. <laughs> the love funny. life of a minister yeah. <laughs> 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 but I'm glad I did I see another movie idea yeah. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad a, you did a, too that's a Hallmark movie right oh, there. Yeah, that's a Christmas Hallmark movie keep it clean Keep it clean, people. Um, how about a favorite religious Christmas song? Well, my favorite is uh, Holly and the Ivy, which isn't that no- well known over here. Yeah, I don't know. And um, ever since I was a kid, I loved that that song. It's well known in Britain, but mm-hmm. not, not as much here. And, and the chorus is uh, the rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing, sweet singing in the choir. And there's something about the eternal verities there, you know, the rhythm of the season, the running of the deer, the mm-hmm. rising of the sun, the playing, uh, the singing, the, the that whole sense of, I guess, kind of pagan. And the, the, the whole carol is kind of pagan because the holly and the ivy uh-huh. was linked linked to Jesus, you know, the, the representation of the blood of Jesus in the in the red berries of the holly and okay. the purity of, in the in the um, in the ivy berry, which is white. Um, but I've always loved that because it, there was a sort of a sense of it's it's the the organic nature of everything, you know. So Holly and the Ivy is still my favorite. Yeah, and I have a lot of other favorites, mm-hmm. but that that's resonates. one of my favorites too. My oldest daughter is called Ivy, and uh-huh. when I was pregnant with my second one, I begged, "Can we name her Holly?" They wouldn't uh-huh. let you, and he said no. Uh, that would have <laughs> been awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. Did you have one, Wendy? A favorite. Religious Christmas song. You know, I've, all of them are are so special. Um, 
just listening, I, I think every t- every Christmas it brings me back to my childhood and listening to them growing up. And, um, you know, I think that um, probably Come All You Faithful is one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Um, ones I can I can hear that song in my head and and it reminds me of Christmas past and yeah my time growing up with uh, my family yeah. I think mine is um oh holy night every time oh, I hear it I don't one. care who does it I mm-hmm. get chills and I start right. to like tear up I mean whether it's Weezer or whether it's <laughs> Celine D- Dion I don't care who it is I'm just yeah. like oh, that song is just like the greatest to me um all right, I have a, um, how about your favorite and least favorite thing about Christmas? Mm. You know, we could say the usual cliches, couldn't we? That it's oh, the commercialization, <laughs> the, the, the traffic, the endless buying, the, you know, the cynicism. The, but the, what are your least know. favorite things then? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, those would be cliched things we all, I think, without exception, would say, and that's down... But my favorite thing is, you know, that eventually the Christmas spirit does grab you, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. be bar humbug for many, many weeks, you know, and and it does take many, many weeks because Christmas starts November 1st now or before <laughs> even. It seems like it, yeah. But uh, eventually you get the spark. Something happens, you know, maybe go to a service, maybe um, you see a kid, um, listen to a song, and then you've got that feeling of Christmas and... and uh, the magic happens, so th- that's that's probably what I look for, you know. And I don't try and force it, but when it comes, there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we talked about this in church in the Wow You group th- 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 this morning, and uh, yeah, I was t- telling him I think one of my least favorite things is the darkness. I don't like that mm-hmm. nighttime is so long this time of year. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the shorter days. I mean, the shorter nights, mm-hmm. you know, coming. But that's always my least favorite. But my favorite is Christmas lights. I love Christmas lights. Me well, you too. have to you have know? the darkness to have the Christmas I know. lights. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what good are Christmas lights in the middle of the day if it but was nine o'clock? It could be dark at nine o'clock. It could be dark at nine o'clock, and it still be fine. Still yeah. see the lights. Yeah, have to be dark at six. Time for the kids to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is funny though. It's like I don't, I don't like it being dark so much. But I love the Christmas lights. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> see, it's about Christmas. Least favorite. Okay, and um, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Oh, I, I do. Wendy has a favorite one, or she knows oh, Paul's. So <laughs> Let me. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Go ahead. There's a movie that my daughter and I watched. It's an Ingmar Bergman movie, but it's 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 got some depressing things like most Ingmar Bergman movies. But it's also full of magic and wonder as well, and it goes on for like eight hours or something. It's a long, it's oh, really? a long movie. I have never um, made it through it. She's never made all the way oh, really? through. Really? No, never. It's, it's called Fanny and Alexander, and it's it's about this family that celebrates Christmas and all is well but the father dies and the mother remarries she marries a really strict Lutheran uh, bishop and who and takes the kids and the, so they go from joy to misery in this terribly austere house and they're eventually rescued because he's a sadist basically he's rescued by this Jewish um, sort of magician kind of guy and, um, uh, and and so the magic happens at that part of the movie but has a bit of everything, and the, the, when the father dies, he comes back as a ghost to uh-huh. Fanny and Alexander, and uh, so it's full of Ingmar Bergman-esque themes, you know. But there's something joyful about it, and and life-enhancing, and and my daughter and I used to watch it all the time. I haven't watched it in years now, but I'm due for one. 
I need my Fanny and Alexander fix. I need a bunch of coffee. Somebody send me a bunch of coffee and maybe I can stay we up. We can watch you listen, in all, so it'll be okay. Yeah, you watch it like an hour at a time. All that has to happen is is they is Miriam and, and Paul start talking about it, and they will cry and laugh like hyenas <laughs> talking about the different lines. And you know how people Go get, see it, guys. you know, yeah. I mean, like Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know, everybody sure. has their little thing, and right. they know all the songs and stuff. That's how they well, are see, with this movie. Like, it's just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Only different. There we mm-hmm. go. I like the um, idea of the Jewish magician, like Jesus. You know, he uh-huh. did all this magical stuff. Yeah, he yeah, exactly. It's a good one. Mine is Elf. <laughs> we watched hey, that we last night. Too. Yeah. See, I'd never seen it before. You'd never seen and, Elf? No, and we watched it last night. And I love how the Christmas spirit is what you know charges yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. little, and how they all had to sing, you know. And then yeah. once they sang. Then they got more and more power. Yeah, and cheesy, but I'm like, I loved it. I was like, this is so great. I love that was a really good movie. Yeah, Elf is great. Everybody in it, Ed Asner, and yes. you know, was in it. I was like, oh, Bob Newhart. I was like, mm-hmm. yes. You never see Bob Newhart anymore. Well, I think he's dead now, isn't he? Did Bob Newhart die a couple years ago? I believe so. I have no idea. But you don't see Bob. Newhart. Well, I mean, also Elf is what like ten or fifteen years old now. And so, but yeah, my daughter wanted to see it, and mm-hmm. she just laughed the whole time. <laughs> You know, it's definitely a 14-year-old favorite mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. You know. Now, me and Joe have the same favorite movie. Oh, yeah. It's The Ref mm-hmm. with Dennis Leary. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> yeah. So what's the movie with um, Chevy Chase? That, the, the oh, National yeah. Christmas, 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 Christmas Vacation. Christmas vacation. That's yeah. my father-in-law's. We, yeah. we watch that all that every year. That is a good one. We watch good, it every that's year, That's a good too. one, too. And my yeah. wife watches A Christmas Story every year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we always watch Scrooged. That's a good one. Oh, Scrooge is a good one. So what about um, some of my friends and I were talking about this. Trading Places, does that count as a Christmas movie? <laughs> huh. If so, it would be a contender for one of my favorites. The Ref still holds number one, though. Does Trading Places take place during Christmas? It does. It starts around Christmas time and ends around New Year's. So it's kind of like Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Or it yeah. takes place during Christmas, but it's not really a Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, if it takes place during <clears throat> Christmas. Because, I mean. Dan Aykroyd dresses up like a Santa Claus I mean, because, I mean. Point. The Ref is a Christmas movie, but it really is about a burglar that takes place on Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Christmas time, but it's... But they use sleigh bells and yeah, the they soundtrack and yeah. stuff, so... How and much does everybody love that new Macaulay Culkin commercial where he recreates Home Alone? I haven't seen it. I haven't, I, oh, I haven't seen it either. so uh, cute. Yeah. I've only seen it online. I haven't seen it, like, on TV or anything, but it's adorable. Oh. Just jumping on the bed and stuff. <laughs> so cute. Mm-mm. My last question is eggnog or no? Yes. Yes. I have a friend that has the best eggnog recipe. Yeah. Oh, sweet. God. If it's, I've had the, you know, out of, not out of the carton thing, eggnog. I mean, it has to be fresh. It has to be, you know, homemade. Brahms eggnog is oh, the best really? out of a carton eggnog. So it's mm. really good. I haven't had that. Yeah. As long as it's light on the egg and heavy on the nog, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. A lot of spice drum. Yeah. I, I had a. Coquito this year. Have you ever guys ever had that? Mm. It's a Puerto Rican, like they call it Puerto Rican egg donk, and it's made with coconut milk and mm. sweetened condensed milk and a whole bottle of rum. We were just <laughs> talking oh, well, about that with there Nick. We go. Yeah, yeah. We it's really about good. That. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, that wraps up the Christmas stuff. Um, <laughs> before we leave, so I want to ask you. So, when when you left last year. Um, you retired in March. March fourth. And then no, March fourth. Yeah. March fourth, right? And then since then, um, didn't you go to India? It's all been a blur. No, yeah, we, we went somewhere. To, we went no, to. We went to yeah. England twice. England twice. And then we went back to England, but via Norway, 
in Iceland with England smashed in between. Right, yeah. We, Norway was pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm glad we went there. And then Iceland. I've been to Iceland before, but it was the first time for Wendy and mm-hmm. always cool to go there. So, yeah, we've traveled quite a bit. And uh, that's, that's we plan to do more of that. That's cool. And yeah. then it's so always good to yeah, for get s- out there. For, s- <laughs> for some reason, it's so funny. Um, because since I don't see you anymore, it's like I always assume that you're not in town. I just, I don't know. I'm like, he's retired. He's like traveling the world or he's in Missouri at the Unity Village right. or you're just not here, you know. But then you'll pop up here and there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's still, of course. <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, he shows photos on you know, Facebook. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. still right in town. Still on Facebook quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah. And we're so glad to be home for Christmas this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. We really are. We, we, we've talked about that. And we had some plans change. We were supposed to be someplace else. And we had our plans change and, uh, at the beginning of the month. And. Um, we've really enjoyed being here. The weather has been so beautiful and mm-hmm. enjoying the Christmas season. Yeah. And well, it's given us an opportunity to go around and talk to people a little bit more in depth than what we usually, because we're usually so busy. Mm-hmm. We're usually running around the church right. doing That's the church true. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to, you know, visit a little we bit enjoy more our home in kind. Too, with so it's nice to be there at the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so it's good. And Fort Worth's a cool place. Yeah, yeah. Fort Worth's a, a cool place. Yeah, it is. Good things to in Sunday Fort Worth. Square is you know, gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. gorgeous right did a great job yeah. on that really good yeah. yeah did y'all see the story about the lady that tried to set the tree on fire no oh y'all didn't see that there was no. like a video yeah. and everything yeah, yeah, she, yeah, was, yeah she walked up and she was wearing like a, a, a hoodie or whatever and she walked up a piece of paper and lit it and lit it and then threw it at the base of the tree and then pulled out some lighter fluid and started squirting oh, it over there Lord. people started yelling at her and then she took off running and some cops chased her and they was this like a, some form of protest or was she a disturbed person or i don't, I don't know just, i don't know probably I she's a disturbed. Bit yeah probably yeah. A little bit yeah. Of both. Mm. but yeah it was like a little video of it and it's just like yeah ah. scrooge had gotten to her yeah, yeah. i do um, love following you on social media and oh, he's a fantastic photographer isn't yeah he? <laughs> the other day that the post with there's like beauty all around us oh yeah and yeah. i was like oh, no guess what's good is, is, is a nice <laughs> shot but then like the, uh, the caption is always something that's kind of like yeah chicken noodle soup for your soul or whatever kind yeah. of stuff <laughs> yeah it's good stuff paul's gonna start a blog at the first of the year yeah. we've been working on the how to actually do that how to you know set it up and stuff we're we're too old to be tech savvy people, so you know we we're, we're working on the semantics of that. But That's he's got he's got so much to see to more. say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a website? Like yeah, yeah, PaulJohnRoach.com, right? Okay, and so you'll be able to find. So it all there. my podcasts are on there, all the radio shows, mm-hmm. all, all the blogs that I've done, poetry, other stuff. So yeah, check that out, PaulJohnRoach.com. Yeah, Very and, cool. and if you haven't heard Paul in a while, and you're like, oh, I miss hearing his voice, then you can check out his show on. Um, it's words unity unity, unity, FM. On, unity online radio and yeah, that's it, it, all the shows are archived so there's five six hundred shows available just on my my show and then there's 20 other shows i think so there's a lot of stuff to look at yeah i was on one of those shows you can go through there and try to find it i yeah, remember right. i Check remember out, i listened yeah, you to did it listen to yeah that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're important to me so, oh well thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Um, so once again, Jeff, thank you so much for inviting us. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, that was fun. To be on this show. It's always a blast and seemed to flow real quickly tonight. Yeah, yeah. it went about quick. But, yeah. but, we, but we covered a lot of good stuff. We did. Yeah. yeah. And so we can all be happy in Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so now we have the new year to do next. And so that's the great thing about it, though, because, I mean, Christmas is a birth, you know, so mm-hmm. it's also the birth of us. It gives us a chance to be born again and then take that new spirit into the new year and try to start doing 
And it's going to be, be a better year it. than the last, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I might go a year without blue jeans. Good things are happening. A year without blue jeans? Yeah, Is that what I'm, you just said? Really? Yeah, I think I'm going to... Why? I think How? I'm gonna, I think I'm going to stop yeah, doing the blue do? jean t- t-shirt thing. I think I'm going to start going like Denim khakis shirt and, and corduroys and like button-down shirts. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. preppy thing? Not, not preppy, but, but more stylish. Because I always buy my shirts at thrift stores. Yeah. And so it would be like pearl snaps yeah. or like any what like about, little like, button polos? down. What about like polos? I yeah. bet you look good in a polo. If it's a cool polo. Thing, yeah. Maybe some some country, country or some Jeff. some of the old like um like kind of like uh, Kramer used to dress. Uh-huh. You know how oh, he, yeah. he always wore nice clothes, but they were always a little weird. Yeah, yeah. A little, you know, yeah. gabardine pants. What are your Kramer? Something type? like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could be a Kramer yeah. type. I could wear yeah. some. I could wear some orange pants and a oh, yeah. for sure white yeah. button-down shirt with some little that's, orange that's flowers. I'll all say over. that to you. The only places. thing between us and Jeff is a thin layer of gabardine. The Seinfeld joke. So, but no, I was. Ben, I may start trying to dress a little better in the new year and go without do le, do less jeans and more khakis and yeah denim shirts. Uh huh. More vintage style clothes. Yeah, that would look good on you. Yeah. Well, you're a styling guy anyway. I have know? some of that stuff. I I yeah. used to do that a lot. I, I used to wear like, but yeah. I just since been since I've been doing the podcast and getting so many like band shirts that it's just like it's so cool to show them off all the time that mm-hmm. I've became the. Jeans and band shirt guy. Well, you're sporting a nice, um, <laughs> yeah, nice uh, little Christmas little uh, bass. Yeah, <laughs> bass fishing Christmas. There's, you do have a definite style, as we learned on Lulloween. <laughs> when Ivy yeah, dressed up her as daughter you. went as as, as me f- for Christmas. Oh, for Halloween. For, oh, for oh, Halloween, she, I mean. She did. She <laughs> band T-shirt. I think it was a me motor scooter T-shirt or Henry um, the Archer, whatever go. it was, and the zip-up hoodie and the. The hat. She had the hat, and she had jeans, and she had Converse or whatever. But yeah, it was pretty yeah. much. It was so it's pretty much great. what I'm wearing now. That, you know, Katie was supposed to go with me, beard. but yeah, she didn't. She didn't. Yeah, no, Katie decided at the last minute not to go, but we're she had still, everything. She had the pearl snaps. She had the jeans. She had uh, the checks, and cool. she was. We're yeah. still working past that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, and next week. Um, I'm going to do like a best of the past five years. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it's not going to be a best of the past five years. I'm just going to pull things that have happened over the past five years that I want to put a spotlight on and make a show out of it. I don't really know what that means exactly as far as like it's not a best of or mm-hmm. a, it's just maybe some cool things that have happened here and there mm-hmm. that I want to. If you haven't listened all the time and you want to like maybe hear some stuff you haven't heard before, yeah, that might be a good one to check out. And Wednesday we're going to be on the doing Jerry Jonestown a Jerry Jones. Yeah, we'll Ooh. be doing a Jerry Jonestown massacre yeah, where we're nice. doing our top lists of 2018. Yeah. End of the year cool. list, best mm-hmm. movies, songs. Yeah. You know, so check that out. Brands of potato chips. <laughs> 2018. Kettle. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the, be- the best flavors of 2018. Yeah, that's I like our. jalapeno potato chips, but I'm gonna try to cut those out of my diet, starting now. <laughs> You're being born again, and you're going to live your better self. It's true. All right. All right, so our last song is Not Us Living Our Better Self. Our last song is Garage Barrage with guest Juma Spears. Juma. Juma. Juma Spears. Um, I didn't want to play this at the beginning. I wanted to play this at the beginning of the show because it's high energy and a lot of fun and kind of gets you in a fun mood, and I just like to slow it down at the end. But I didn't want it to be offensive. I don't know if anybody would be offended when they hear this. So there's some cussing in it, but it's really just – it's not about Christmas puns. It's called X, no, Dos Xmas Ina. I don't know what that means. It's D E U S, Dos, right? D E U S, yeah. Deuce. Deuce. And then it's Xmas. Deuce Xmas. And then it's I N A. 
Deus ex machina. 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 Deus um, anybody else got anything they want to plug? Nope. Nope. All right. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Happy Merry New Year. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Zach. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas from I Happy Am. To Christmas uh, <laughs> Jesus, Juma, help me out here. It's Juma. Christmas is over. Wonderful Christmas. Out of state dates. Under the mistletoe peppermint case. Jingle my bell. Tour bus. Paid, of course. Make it rain on my reindeer. Dash your impressive vanilla and chocolate. Rudolph be them northern lights. Boys would take my pine cones. Little mama doses, rhinestones. Moonwalking through these time zones. Pocket full of stones. Boy, I got pocket full of coal. Touch. That's the last Christmas pun. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I went first. 